Hi guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have me, Jerry, Diane, and Clarissa with you guys to, you know, do what we do. Talk about nursing, of course. But um, lovely ladies, how have your weeks been? I'll let you go first, Diane. Um, it's been the same as last week, really. <laughs> <laughs> the chronicles of the job continue. Literally, the chronicles of the job. And if you watched last week, I actually did stick to my commitment and I did like have a story where I kind of spoke about what's been happening mm-hmm. um so I'll, I'll try and give an installment on stories again this week sweet uh, has there been any luck any change any updates boy <laughs> 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 let's put it this way without being like without being petty I went to the office last week and nobody was there let's just leave it there <laughs> Honestly, oh, it's not even me, and I feel like pulling my hair out. So I can only imagine what you feel like. Wait, I feel for Jerry because I'm always saying to her, "Can you believe what's happening?" (laughs) (laughs) I do not mind, man. I do not mind. I'm here for for you guys to vent to any time of day, anytime. But yeah, guys, my week is the same. Beep, different day, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Clarissa, how's your week been, my love? It has been all good. I only worked twice this week um, because I had a wedding, so I was off Thursday and Friday. And yeah, it's been all right. Can't complain. Good, good. Nothing new. Very nice. Good, good. How are you? How's your week been? Yeah. My week. I can't lie. It's been all right. You know, being off from maternity leave. I know people seem to think that, you know, you just stay home, do nothing. But it's very much so hard work. Mm. No, this week I feel my mind's gone blank, but I feel like we've done things, haven't we? But yeah, it's coming coming along. Obviously, people say the days get easier. I don't know about that. Baby boy has begun to tease, so it's a bit much in our little in our household. But we're getting through it. We're getting through it. Amen. Amen to that. All I can say is when people say that the newborn stage is the easiest, I don't really know because boy. <laughs> <laughs> all these things that come into play and it's just things that I don't think about and I think oh, this is so I'm just a bit random but only really dawned on me today so I went to make a nail appointment obviously I'm making the most of my time off from nursing okay. and getting my yeah. nails yeah. and stuff um, and I totally forgot that of course I'm going to have my son with me so I can't just pop to this lady's house I've got a check that she's happy to bring my son and looking for childcare because she doesn't accept people having their kids which is fine I totally understand why if you're going to someone's house for a treatment or something you don't really want their child just there Um, does she do mobile services can't she come to you no she doesn't I don't really mind because then you know gives when it's a break I guess as well Mm. yeah and I think it's definitely well deserved so yeah looking for childcare, which has been found for that specific time but it's just oh, little boy. things you just don't think of. And saying no. that, it's also like step-free access. Unless you actually need it, you don't truly value it until you actually need it. Like, mm. We were out with the buggy and it is so difficult to try and catch a train at a station that has no step-free access. That's, ter- that's terrible. So, yeah, it's definitely eye-opening. That's all I can say. I'm remembering... Yeah, and remembering that, you know, I do have a plus one who's joint to my hip for now. Mm. But no, otherwise our week's been good. 
just watching yeah. him always meet his milestones. He's gurgling, doing all sorts. But it's not really the main thing, but it's what it is. I guess it's just part of the journey, but no, yeah. it's been good. I just guys, can't believe guys, how quickly. You, you, you guys can't see her, but she looks good. People say like, this, I don't know how. Like, so you do. Ooh, I honestly yes, don't know. She hasn't got no, not one spot on her face. The girl's skin is clear. She looks, she, honestly, she looks amazing. She looks so good. I wish I felt it, honestly. This because someone else said it yesterday. They're like, "You're you're glowing." I don't know what yeah, this glow is. You are. You no, are. But that was it. You are. I'm gonna keep it. I will con- continue claiming it and keep that glow coming. But yeah, but no, that's pretty much been my week. But in the world of nursing, it seems to be all popping off. Obviously, guys, we're not gonna discuss what we discussed last week. If you listen to it, you would know what I was talking about. But anyway, I'm gonna tell you about the mandatory vaccine that's now being put in place for NHS staff. But we're not going to go into that, but that's going to be a forever ongoing subject. So let's see if yes. it actually happens. But no, this week, what are we discussing, ladies? How do we feel about the nursing degree and our new nursing students and just everything else in between, really? Like there's been loads of changes in the nursing degree and how it's developed. Um, and also, there's been changes to how you can get onto nursing. Instead of mm-hmm. BTEC now, they're not trying, the government have introduced a new uh, curriculum called T levels. So they're slowly going to take away BTECs and replace them with this new T levels. What do you think of this, ladies? I think it's pants, really, because they're made nursing academic when we all know it's very much so more vocation than than academia and by changing it to these t-levels making it more difficult for people that prefer to to work or complete education through t-level route t-level slash b-tech route um than getting a place on a nursing course because they want it to be so academic yeah no you are i agree i think Again, yeah, nursing has always been a vocation. If you look at how Florence Nightingale started, Mary Seacole, mm-hmm. it was about doing. And it's the kind of profession, you know, that's why you have theory and practice because you can learn everything in the classroom, but you don't really learn till you're on the job and seeing stuff in real time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the best nurses are doers than yeah. people that are book smart. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that books aren't people can't be good nurses, but sometimes if you're too academic, you're too rigid. And by yeah. rigid, I mean that you don't have the people skills necessary to bond or have that rapport, that relationship that you that is vital when you're nursing anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I feel like if you now make this kind of a change, you're contributing a to the fact that you don't have enough nurses to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, B, you're deterring people to apply because they will now generally feel like they won't be able to do it exactly and it's just a big shame really because like if I think about how I got into the nursing route myself yes I did go through the a-level route but I don't know why I didn't do that access course but anyway um if I needed all the different routes go there that would open my eyes a lot more I would have done that because I think for me it's probably harder to get onto a vocational degree rather than someone who had done like the access course which I'm guessing it's also a vocational because it's not it's not an A level essentially, or gone through no. a B tech slash T level routes that will let, allow you to be some sort of hands on. Yeah, I 
had I had did I've done so I think I think looking back at it sorry I couldn't get the words out of my mouth I think looking back <laughs> at it I did the A levels first and then got into city and then I had to go back to college as you guys know and I did the access course mm-hmm. and I have to say I think the access course is actually better than doing A levels for nursing yeah. They actually focus more on um, biology, but more in a simple way that it's more practical for nursing. Mm. Um, and it just seems it's it just seems like if I'm look if I think about it properly, the access course. Yeah, I, I would say it prepared me a bit more for the nursing course. To be honest, I feel like even when if I look back to when me and Diane were training, like even people in our class that had done license course seem to have like find, I wouldn't say find things easier because the course was hard, but um, seem to get grasp things a lot quicker. Yes. than we did as yeah. people that hadn't. But then I also think yeah. maybe also because we were so young and yeah, we're baby girls. We need to like yeah, pretty much baby, live a baby girl lifestyle. You know, real talk. But, um, yeah. but yeah. So I was just reading on uh the gov- so I was just reading on the government website quickly. The only thing that does sound good is with the T levels, they're actually giving these students three hundred. Uh, uh, so it says here every student T level student completes an industry placement that lasts a minimum of three hundred and fifteen hours, approximately forty five days. I have two things about this. That sounds wicked. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. But in the hospital, though, what would they be doing? What license would they be doing? Would they be enrolled as a band two? Would they, you know, would they have an induction? Like, I, I was, it would be nice if they would be able to give us a breakdown on how that would be applicable for a health nursing student. Because even thinking about it, even if you were to apply as like a HCA, that starts at band two. And I, I I've never actually worked as a HCA, but are there any requirements? Do we know? Like, I um, like your basic stuff that people want, like your five A to C GCSEs. And yeah. Like that. Mm. But um, are there any proper requirements? No, not as I remember. I remember I did the band two. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, I think the only thing that, um, well, I think the only thing that worked for me is the fact that I was a student nurse then. Yeah. So I already had a bit of experience on the ward due to placements. Um, but the requirements weren't really major. I think if you did show some interest in working in hospital and you kind of grasped, you know, the gist of it, I think you would you would be able to be let in. Fair. Um, and then actually, you know, we're not just saying that. I'm reading about this T-level thing. You, Jerry, did, was it you, wasn't it you that mentioned that it, there's no like specific course, for example, access to nursing, access to midwifery. You're right. You know, this is they won't. They're only actually um, given an option for health, so health T level, and that's just I think it's a bit too broad. Yeah, because it what's is. health? It's like doing health and social care studies. Does that mean you're going to be a nurse? No, no, no. So, so how is this? Yeah, go, go ahead. No, no, go on. I was just going to say, how is this going to work? So I'm just trying to read on it now. So, yeah, it just says it will help. Oh, hold on. Here we go. It will help to get people to specialise in other fields, such as nursing, midwifery, ETC. 
But yeah, it's only one course for health. Exactly. When you look at like the access courses and stuff like that, it's an access course to nursing or an access course to midwifery or an access course to, I don't know, some, some other form of like healthcare. I just yeah. think, again, this is just the government clearly thinking that healthcare is pointless. And, you know, they're, again, they're just tight, like, just like shoving us to the corner. Because they're literally covering us all with the same blanket when, as we all know, all our different roles is, make, is what makes the NHS go round. Nursing, yeah. being a midwife, doctor, whoever. Even the thing, the cleaners. The thing about it. it is, yeah, the way I look at it is, if it's not broken, mm. why That's, fix it? Exactly. You know, the system that you have now isn't bringing more nurses, it's not bringing in more nurses, right? No. It's not, we don't, and it's not because the system to get there doesn't work. It's because when they're in there, they're treated so badly and paid so poorly and forced to work in awful conditions that people are then not sustaining and staying the course. So you need to find out why you can't retain them. You can get them through, but you're not retaining them. Focus on the end result, not the beginning. This is it. They don't, they don't have long term. They're just being of short term and right now. Yeah. And, and, the way I look at it is consult people that are on the ground. Consult people that are actually working. Don't consult an NHS leader who's in an office mm-hmm. and does a walk around when the cameras are around for one PR stunt for the Trust magazine. Because she or he don't have a bloody clue. I'm sorry, but they don't. They don't. And that's a good point, actually. There's been a few nurses say that consult the people on the ground. That I'm noticing a lot of students now, they have the opportunity to learn how to take bloods at uni. But when they get to the hospital, the hospitals, one, they don't have the license to support this. But there has been a few mixed feelings in regards to students taking bloods. And it's true. They need they should really consult the nurses on the ground or the healthcare professionals to see how they feel about it or how they would um, accommodate this. Exactly. Because I feel like, for example, those skills, the nurses watching over them need to be nurses that are specialised in being able to do those things. Not just, you know, a new band five nurse that only started three weeks ago. You're making the student work for her. She can barely cannulate herself, let alone you're asking the student nurse to come and cannulate. Yeah. yeah. We'd be looking for. Like, I understand also, the rationale yeah. behind yeah. it, as in, you know, they want UK nurses to be up to scratch, just like the foreign nurses. Because let's, let's all be honest, we've worked with foreign nurses and they come and they come ready to do everything. Legit. ECGs. They can take bloods, they can plaster, they can, what else? Read like x-rays. Scans, oh, yeah, exactly. read x-rays. And all exactly. this stuff they can do. Yet when we qualify, we qualify as like glorified HTAs. It's true. In. Yeah. So I'm guessing the UK want to catch up with, uh, you know, their worldly counterparts. But is this really the way forward? Don't, don't you have to start with the people that are already on the ground floor to make sure that they can be able to facilitate do it first and look themselves. after those people first? Yeah. Also, another point you said, why do we think these foreign nurses are more equipped um, practically? I know the answer to it. I just wanted to think what you guys think. Why? I think it's because that's what they do. As in, I feel like the UK, I don't want to say that we throw away money because, you know, yes, we may be somewhat rich in some sense, but we're also really not. These courses that people are doing elsewhere they're utilizing what's actually needed for the country mm-hmm. yeah Whereas that's it here as much as it's needed we're like no you can wait 
your six months or your year post-qualification. At the end of the day, for them in, from what from what I'm guessing, being a foreign nurse, to be able to get paid a certain grade, you have to be able to perform at a certain grade. Yeah. For us, we we qualify as band five. Band five is where it will be, whether you, when, when you've got your pin, whether you can cannulate, whether you can do any of that stuff. And you can say band five all your life and never learn to do any of that stuff. This is true. Mm-hmm. Whereas those nurses abroad, they're paid down to their skills and what they can bring to the team. Yeah. So yeah. Why, why don't I learn how to be able to do everything and bring them I, to the team so I can be good I, at my job? I also think that it, abroad and in foreign countries, the role of the nurse is kind of protected in a way. Yeah. In, and I say that in a sense of they're quite respected. Though the salary doesn't reflect it, it's a big deal to be a nurse in certain yeah, places. Yeah, So it holds a respect. It holds a level of, oh, she's a nurse kind of thing. Yeah. And they look at you as you can do everything. Yeah, and exactly. A lot of the nurses that I've met from Italy, from Portugal, from the Philippines, they're as good as a reg. And, yeah, a, reg is like a, reg, and a reg is a registrar, so anyone that's not meant to and they can cannulate, they can interpret an x-ray, they can intubate, they can put lines in. There's things that they can do that makes you think, we've been doing Mickey Mouse courses, what have we been doing? Literally. And there's a lot, all of, a lot of our courses are theory-based. In nursing, um, so for those who haven't done nursing, the nursing degree is 50% theory, 50% placement. And I was kind of thinking about it. The placements that we go on is only for four weeks. Most of them is for four weeks. The only long one that we have is the one in third year, which is a 12-week placement, three-month placement. But let's be real. After four weeks, that's genuinely the time it takes to settle in a in a, in a a placement. Exactly. You know, you it's not enough. Next. Yeah, we don't get enough um, play- We don't get enough experience on the ground. We don't. I don't know I, why. I, because the course is a vocation. They're trying to make it academic for some strange reason. Yeah. When it's not. Let's be honest. No. We've all worked on the ward. When has a patient ever asked you what you got? No, never. No, they haven't. It doesn't even come down to that. Obviously, everyone wants to do well and get a good grade at their degree. But, you know, just being because I'm book smart doesn't mean I'm going to be the most greatest nurse. Yeah. Ever. And also, I think what concerns me is that we are losing sight of how important the nurse is. And I know that in England, they're trying to protect the role of the nurse because I don't know if you've seen it in your areas, but I know that many things are being delegated to different people that what will be the point of the nurse soon? Mm, If if everybody can do what I can do, then you don't really need me, you know, or I'm not as important if there's nothing stand out about my role if that mm-hmm. makes sense um for example we're talking about the fact that we've always needed more nurses i think the last we read there was a forty-four thousand vacancy for nurses as yes. it stands today right oh, yeah and this is before we see the exodus of people walking away if they do or not next year now, but this is the thing mm-hmm. sorry to butt in diane but so they're saying is we've got like okay let's pretty much call it roughly about fifty thousand empty vacancies that we've had since we left uni and we left uni six years ago and that number has not changed no it hasn't and if anything it's only getting worse because people are burnt out from covid and they are now forcing people to work through this winter period and get the vaccine in april why if i feel underappreciated why would i want to stay in this job that i feel underappreciated and i'm underpaid in 
and, 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 and I think satisfaction. And I think what kind of frustrates me is this role of the nursing associate. So the nursing associate was brought in, I think, to bridge the gap between a HCA and a nurse, and they kind of sit in the middle. That sounds like a, not, band, a newly qualified band five. They're not a band five. I think they're a band four. They're band yeah. four. Yeah. But their role but sounds like a... To me, but to me, that is like cheap labour. That is, we don't want to do anything to bring in more nurses, but we somehow need to bridge the gap between what we've got. So we'll create this role for them. And I don't want to offend anyone as a nursing associate, but you'd, I, would, I personally would t- say to anyone, I would rather you went and did your nursing than did that. Exactly. I know people see it as like a stepping stone to nursing, but really is no. it? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So in regards to being a nursing associate, the only thing I can see that's appealing is, it's probably a better way. It's pro- it is a step in center nursing. It's probably a better way as well. Let me explain why though. Let me explain why I'm, I'm, I'm being devil's advocate right now. So think about it. You're going to be a student nurse. You're going to go to university one, you have to pay for university now. And this is the one thing that differs. When we went to uni, we didn't even have to pay. Now you have to pay about 9000 per year to be a student nurse. On top of that, the bursaries have been scrapped. So when we all used to go to uni, we used to get a bit of a bursary. Mm-hmm. It was means tested then, but now they've just scrapped it together anyway. So being a student nurse and not even getting paid for being on placement and taking out loans for university... Why would I do that if I can be a nursing associate, get the practical skills, be paid full time, and then actually go on a on a secondment or a um a course that's actually funded by the hospital to become a nurse? Do you know why? Because it depends mm. on what your contract states to be able to do that course. Because mm. it's not like I'm, I know one of my friends was looking at becoming a nursing associate, and I I think I managed to talk about it. I don't know. Because mm. she came with the same mindset that you said, Clarissa. Mm. My thing is, the nursing associate course is two year mm. course, yeah. And mm. if for certain courses that you do within your trust, you have to give that time back. Let's say, so you're gonna have to stay in your trust or come and work for at least a year. So you come and work in that trust for at least a year or two years before you go back to complete part two to becoming a nurse. So in total, how long would it have taken you to become a nurse? oh shoot yeah you still had to go to uni sorry i forgot about the nursing associate role i thought it was i'm sorry i completely forgot about the course yeah that's true what's the point yeah because they have to do placement like we do placement they have to get signed off have to do certain skills you're just to me you're just trying to put a filler without just a reason a temporary filler yeah you know it's like having like a bad tooth right and the dentist says at some point you need a root canal but we'll just keep filling it until it gets really bad that's That's what to me is a nursing associate role because we'll just yeah, keep filling it. it and filling it and filling it until we're at a point now where we we dire and that's where we are now. We're now dire. I hear you, Diane, and I also hear where you're coming from, Lisa. It's also the course is free, yeah, and it's and it's funded through wherever you work. At least for us. Oh wait, I'm hold on. The nursing associate is free. Well, it's usually done like through the through, the hospital the trust. Yeah, through the hospital yeah. and trust. So you, the actual student, don't need to pay for that, as we know. Every, all nurse, I mean not all, like nursing and midwifery have, and all the other NHS, all the other courses that were NHS funded, are now not. And for some people, that's a lot of money. Well, I can't mm. lie. If I was, if I physically had to give nine k a year to study nursing, I probably wouldn't do it. 
Why am I going to put myself? I wouldn't. And without the bursary as well. Exactly. Why am I going to put myself through all of that when my friends are, you know, having three months, four months of holidays? I'm working to have like what four weeks in the summer or something. Mm. And also, what? and also on top of that, I would like to say to people who are listening to this: if you're going to go into nursing, just bear in mind that if you do work part time, you may need to talk to your places about making sure your weekends are free. I was lucky your weekends, enough, but go on. Yeah, sorry. oh, that's all right. I was lucky enough that for the first two years, two years and a half, my mentors only worked during the week, so I was able to have my hours just during the week and keep my part time job. But nursing, midwifery, and medicine; these aren't degrees that you can. I have a part-time job or any job with is you're going to struggle mm. you know it's not like a business degree where you, you just do a Monday to Friday and you have your weekends you don't because when you have your placements if they're not flexible if they're not accommodating you're going to have to miss out on work mm. so imagine so. imagine not working and no bursary say that again no I'm, I'm literally agreeing with you because like I said it to the girls this week when we were talking about this I remember being in like third year and well, I can say this, like I worked in Primark. I absolutely loved it. But anyway, yeah, I worked in Primark and the Primark I worked in, they were very accommodating with my shifts because they knew I was training to be a nurse, blah, 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 blah. And as long as I gave them my placement schedule a while in advance, then they would like figure out what accommodate they could do. It. Accommodate it. So I ended up taking unpaid leave for like the weekends I had to work. However, regardless of the bursary and everything I still had to work during uni Um, and like it was a struggle and everything but anyway we can talk about that a different day but like I was saying to the girls there were some days I was putting like nearly 18 20 hour shifts doing a night shift going straight to work no sleep going straight to work working like four to six hours come home sleep for a bit and go back to my night shift because there's no other way to get around it and our course was free yeah Yeah, but then but you see now, see my, see what I don't understand is why is it that you can pay nursing associates to train and you can't pay registered nurses to train? Mm-hmm. Ask them again. Ask them That's again. a very big problem, and I don't, and I don't understand why our governing body, the Nursing Midwifery Council, don't challenge anything because that don't make no sense to me. Why is Honestly? a registered nurse not being paid to train? Why? But then you know what? This is what's going to push more people to go and do the nursing associate course because it's free. Because let's yeah. be honest, apart from us that went into nursing somewhat quite early on in life in comparison to some of the other people that we've come across, we again, we've gone into it very early. Like We've pretty much gone into it after college, regardless of how long it took. But yeah. we got there. Like we, we were nursing by the time we were, what, 23? Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of people that come in after are people that, like, have had their kids they're like 25 and up you know the mature student let's call it yeah they have lives they've got kids they've got all sorts so they whatever it is they're going to have to stop whatever they're doing and come back to student finance and live off what they get and you know knowing that you've got to pay this 9k back fair enough it comes off your wage you you don't some or depends you don't really see it it just angers me when i see it sometimes um Mm. you look at that and you're thinking how am I supposed to afford this? Yeah. I mean, you're not, to me, the way I look at it is we live in a society where you are rewarded for not doing much. So, for example, if you're on the benefit system, you're getting a lot. Though yeah. that is also being reviewed, but generally speaking, they're eating, they're getting a lot of money. They get a lot more if, than we do. If we're in a society where nurses are struggling, people are training and struggling just to have a good job, 
what's going on here? Like, there's, um, there's something very wrong. And like the job doesn't pay that you know you're seeing nurses at food banks and stuff and I, before I, before I go on I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this but people speak this is where people speak highly of nurses that you're in such a profession like the way I see it is a job that allows you to be able to sign for people's passports and people are suffering mm-hmm. yeah do you get 100%. what I mean like when you look at that list of people that can sign for a passport or ID card or whatever you have to have some sort of a high ranking job and be respected yeah. in society with air quotes. Yeah. But when you, in reality, are we? We're no, it's, viral. Re- it's not reflected. No. It's not, it's not reflected at all. It's, let's put it this way. The things that we have to endure as nurses, people in our professions would have been in their unions, it would have gone to tribunal. So much would have happened and a lot of noise would have been made. But it seems as if, because A... Nursing is female dominated, number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's not respected. And number three, it's a given profession. People aren't going to quit. People aren't going to not nurse. You know, the good nature, and we've talked about this many a times in different episodes across the year and a bit. We won't just walk away and leave our patients. So all these are things that are kind of just take it or leave it. You know, yeah. there's nothing to are going to do about it. And it's such a shame because. There's so many people out there that would make fantastic nurses, but it's things like this, it's the politics of the entire programme that spoils it for people. People get in there, they start, and they just can't cope. And on top of that, I think this is what really pisses me off as well. Mind my language. What happens if you fail an essay in nursing? What happens? From from the experience that you guys have, what happens? I think... I've never felt no, have I? I don't think I've failed an assignment. I failed an exam. Yeah, and I, I had did. To it. I failed the I failed the maths exam. Like, yeah. I, I think I failed it. mine twice and I had one attempt and I passed on the second attempt. So I think I failed the first time and then had to go to like the skills lab and all that kind of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I had like another attempt. And I think I passed on that attempt. But I had but- a similar situation with the prescribing course as well. I didn't pass the first time. Yeah. And I had to, you know, practice and practice. And then it was the second, it was the first attempt after the original that I passed. So, so, yeah. What happens, but let's just say, what happens if someone did fail a course? They failed a coursework and they failed just a maths exam. Does I, Is the person allowed to stay on or are they withdrawn? They should I stay think on. Was, I think they're they withdrawn. On to, um, they, I'm guessing they let you redo it because I'm, and I can only say for like middle sex because I have friends that also went through that yeah. process. They essentially got three tries, let's say, mm. maybe not three tries, two tries. So like the first time when they sit the exam also with everyone, they failed it. Um, yeah, they got the opportunity to redo it again. They failed mm-hmm. it, and they had to wait a year. Yeah, for the appeal or whatever to decide whether they're going to allow them to redo it or not. But I know it that also varies depending on like. The, the reason, class how you yeah. are in the class, but, how you are in placement, all that stuff. This is it. So this is what angers me, though, because with other courses, such as business course, any other degrees, if you did fail a module, for example, you're still able to continue with the course. You're still able to go on to your third year. And yeah, it may impact on your grade. But with nursing, if you did fail an essay and you failed it three times, for example, one, you may have to wait a year. So, And again, it depends on what university you went to. One, you're withdrawn. It doesn't matter how far down the course you are, you will be withdrawn if you fail it three times. 
or they will get you to wait a year. So say you're in the middle of second year, they would stop your placement, stop your theory in second year, and then you would have to wait until the next year to rejoin and do it again. This Lisa. doesn't happen with other degrees. No. This it's not me. They literally treat us like poo. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like you're being punished for wanting to do the job. The yeah. job that's going that you like that you actually need the stuff for. Like yeah. we're willing to come and work as civil servants essentially for you to treat us like this. Why? Exactly. Like don't get me wrong, I love what I do as in nursing, maybe not school health, but um I love what I do as nursing as a nurse. Yeah. And, and like being clinical and all that stuff. Like I love it. And I wouldn't change it for the world. However, I want to be respected in the job where I do. The way I see it as, like, I remember, like, my A&E days, you can have patients come shout at you all sorts. You just have to accept it. Whereas if we went to these people's places of work and started shouting, effing and blinding, I'd be arrested. A hundred percent. But what? Because I'm a nurse, I have to accept poor behaviour. Like, yes, they say they're trying to to tackle all of that. And, you know, when such things happen, it won't be tolerated. But it's always like, oh, but don't worry. Like, it won't happen again. Mm. Who, Who is protecting us? The same way, who's protecting us when we go on to these courses? Mm. Yeah. And think about the students that had to go and endure the COVID, the COVID wards as well. What protection was there for them? Oh, and their safe started. practice. This and their safe oh, practice yeah. and everything, you know? This takes me back to when they said they were going to pay them and then a month later they said, we're not paying you. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Like, I feel for all those nurses that went through that, there's been a big... I don't even want to say drop. I just want like there's been probably a big drop in morale. Like, why would I do this? Like, I'm here again, busting my bum to do these twelve hour shifts with like the rest of the rest of the NHS, and this is how we get treated. My thing is, even as student nurses, we're still treated as poo. Yeah, yeah. because when this all first came out, people were expecting the student nurses to come, not looking at all the other things that come into play. They literally just wanted to throw them to the Wi-Fi because we needed more more manpower. But even with more manpower, you can't put student nurses into the roles of qualified nurses because when something happens, who's going to court? Man. Sorry, stuff like that. It just really bugs me because I'm all about protecting my pin. Yes. My pin. That's, and that's, and and that's the thing. And so anyone that is not medical who listens to us, every every nurse, every nurse and associate, you all get a pin. And this is like this number letter formation that goes in the register and it's assigned to you. And you get it once you've passed and you're qualified and you're supposed to protect it with your life because, of course, it's your lifeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny, as you, as you, as you, as you grow in your nursing career, there's things that you watch that make you want to protect your pin so much. Things mm. start happening, like short-staffed, like sometimes, not dangerous practice, but things you think, oh crap, like this is not really good. Or you have more beds than you have nurses and you have all these patients and you're worrying like what's going to happen. Or you're put in a compromising situation you need to decide what to do and things like that. These are all things that, impact us and our pin and like jerry said like you protect it with your entire life and we work so hard for it but oh i don't know i just 
I wish they would listen to real people before they made decisions about reforming education. They and, just don't care, especially when it comes to healthcare. They just don't care. Like, the, what? Why did the Tory care get? Care, why did the Tory? Wow, the Tory care. Why did the Tory government care about us? They don't. Because and, and, and that's the problem. And the issue is that I think a lot of people need to realize, and like we always say, we're not a political podcast, but the people that reform and change the rules don't access the service. So they just change things, but they don't actually feel the impact of it because they never encounter it. You know, most of their kids aren't, most of their children aren't in state schools. Most of their children don't do vocational jobs. Most of their children or they themselves don't access the national health Mm -hmm. Or have experience in it. Yeah, so they don't feel anything when they make certain changes. They don't. For example, look at our health secretary. He's a businessman. He has no interest in health whatsoever. He's no. a businessman. But you know what? It just, I was speaking to Diana about it the other week. It just does not make sense. Have student nurses with higher placement involvement, 70% placement, and pay them. Yeah. Because that's where you learn. The same with a lot more vocational things. For example, look at plumbing. Yes, you go yeah. to college, but you learn on the job. You learn yeah. on the job. Yeah. And you spend more time on the job than you do in school. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, when, we were, when we were studying, we went to uni every other week because that's how our lessons were. We worked yeah. on theory day. Our theory days was every other week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who goes to uni every other week? Exactly. So just us. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, no, they need to, I mean, if, they, if they're willing to change the course, it needs to be more placements more practical on the job and yeah because it's a job they do need to pay and i'm pretty sure the number of applicants will increase but not only that not only that the numbers on the ward will be safer oh 100 percent. let's like staffing is the main issue why a lot of things that happen happen mm. but and i think actually playing devil devil's advocate here i think because of covid a lot more people just don't want to do it like yeah know, you're right COVID, though prior to covid she wanted to become a nurse she wanted to do all these things within you know whatever what that field is she wanted to do covid hit she saw what was happening to the nurses being pulled left right and center working on all sorts she said no like why would i do that i can't blame her why would i put you? myself into that position yeah well we don't even have a say you don't even exactly. have a say you just have and to i go. remember there was a nurse when we were being redeployed on the nurse on onto the wards. Also, another thing, as the student nurse, so the student nurses didn't even have a choice. This is the thing that actually breaks my heart. The student nurses said they didn't even have a choice whether they would have wanted to go or not. They were just put there. And like you said, it was like they expected the student nurses to just go. They didn't sign up for that. Yeah. And not only that, the nurses didn't even have a choice as well. And I remember clearly, like, no, tomorrow. This nurse clearly says to, I think, one of the lead nurses, she clearly said her husband is immunocompromised. This was at the peak and the first outbreak of COVID when it was really scary, March 2020, April-ish. She said, look, my husband is immunocompromised. He's currently going under chemo. I don't feel it's safe for me to go onto the ward. And I'm not even kidding you. One of the lead nurses did say, well, we are all in the same position. They do. You know, imagine. And I, I can't lie, and it makes and I, and I feel like any nurses who are newly qualified or student nurses, 
don't emulate people who you behave like that. Like, we're still people. And that's another problem. People just see you as a nurse. And that's not your only identity. Like, let's give each other the same grace, the same kindness, the same empathy. You know, it's hard enough that we have society kind of against us. We don't have a lot of people for us. We are our own support system. And again, like the government and a lot of people tend to forget, we are the largest wealth within the NHS. We keep it going. We are the fuel to that engine. Honestly, it's, a, it's such a joke. It's really sad because look at all that we have to go through and, you know, we don't get treated anyway. Honestly, and we genuinely love, I mean, I love my job. I love the impact I can have on families. I, I love the experiences I've been able to have. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's priceless. Money could not buy that. But I still want to buy a house. I still want to have nice things. I still want to go on holiday. I still want to support my family and friends. I still want my kids to have nice things. You know, I, and I feel I'm entitled to that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's funny, I'm, a lot of people say to you when you're training or when you're a nurse, especially when, from my experience, when parents are upset or disgruntled by something, or you're only doing this for the money, I've heard that a few times. And sometimes Really? Yeah, parents. Parents Thank you. Sometimes, Clarissa, ask ask them again. What money? Yeah, what and sometimes money? I think to myself, if only you really knew. If you knew, you wouldn't say that. But you give them the grace of their stress and whatever. But you don't know. You don't know. You really don't know. And to make that kind of statement to me is quite insulting. Yeah. You know why people say that? Because they see us doing bank shifts here, there, and everywhere. Knowing that you can get money next, like next Friday, let's say, and you can make things happen without truly looking at how much energy and and how much of yourself you have to give away to come and do that shift. Let, and then imagine being a student nurse, knowing you're not even getting paid for it as well. Exactly. Yeah. Even like look at the, the things that we actually see—the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. I'm not saying that the money should, you know be reflected with what we do and what we see. No, it should. It should. Yeah, yeah. We should be we should be (laughs) we should be high earners. If a footballer is waking up and earning a hundred million and something you know that much to kick a ball around. And yes, people are gonna say, but he works out, he does this, yeah, but it's essentially kicking a football about. Yeah. Right? But I am somebody who contributes to someone's quality of life. I'm someone that looks after somebody when they're sick. I'm someone that has to be on duty 24-7 because no matter where I am, I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. Right? But you can't pay me correctly because you don't feel like I need you need to. Because you but, don't you, but, but, it. Yeah, but yet you still need me though. So which one is it? Do you know what? I wish we, could, we as nurses could fully strike. So yeah. People could see how difficult it is to not have the nursing force there behind them. Yeah. Because it makes Honestly. such a difference. It makes such a difference. Big time. How do we think for if we were able to write the course, write the student nursing course, how would we do it? What would your suggestions be? 30% academic, 30, 30% academic and 70% placement. I don't get me wrong. I know that within the specialities, for like, say, for example, for like child nursing, that like me and Diane did, those placements yeah. are scarce as it is. 
Mm, mm. hospital has a children's ward and mm. let's not even get into the community side to it so I know I understand that placements can be difficult but it's seeing where you can slot them like we on our course we did one adult placement I know a lot yeah. of other children's nurses that didn't have to do that and I think to be honest I'm glad I did that once you know that I don't I, I actually don't want to be an adult nurse but mm. also it opens your mind to what else is out there mm. And obviously, depending on where you end up, would determine what type of field you go into. But like the one thing I've seen, especially from having the degree, just because you've gone into one specific speciality doesn't mean you can't go into another. Mm. So for example, me and Diana are children's nurses, and we're very different children's nurses. I'm a she's neonatal slash health visitor. For me, it's very different. Like I've done the whole bag of things, but anyway. Our experiences are so different that if we wanted to go into a completely different field, for example, even Diane going into health visiting, how many health visitors do you know that have an adult nurse background and do not have any paediatric experience at all? There's loads. 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 So even by doing that adult placement, yes, it's opened my eyes, but it's not the be all and end all. I just don't think they realise that the nursing degree opens so many, regardless of how it is, it opens so many doors so many different things. Even if you don't want to stay within nursing, like it opens so many doors, for example, into social work, mm. into care work. Yeah. Into business and management and like so exactly. many different things. There's so much. It's a very powerful degree. It really is. A very powerful pathway to follow if you choose to go that way. As you said, the world is your oyster. Exactly. I just um, wish they could truly see what what nurses can do mm. because we really do get treated like we're the bottom barrel and I think the course doesn't help doesn't help us in any way if anything it probably destroys us because there's some great people out there who aren't academic and like myself I'm going to tune myself up I'm a great nurse Amen. I'm not academic and like I said to you guys just before we start recording if I did a if like our place so me and Diane trained when placements were still graded if I wasn't getting smacking distinctions and stuff in my placements I wouldn't have got my overall grade that I did again no one in once you start nursing no one asks what you got in nursing it is what oh yeah and this Um, is another thing that's changed hasn't it they don't grade nurses it's only a pass or fail now yeah which I which I can't lie if that was the case I don't know if I'll still be here but I'm a good nurse yeah, it's not just about being book smart, which I think is what they want to. I don't know whether they think by making nursing more academic is going to make nursing be seen as a more respectable course. It's well, just, it's, just, that's, it's not. That was the angle, but that was the angle. So there is an article that actually explains why nursing ha- was turned into a degree. And that was to actually increase the value of how nursing was perceived by the public. Uh, there's an article that's why it's that's why it's a degree and that's why it's 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 more theory based now because back in the day nursing was practical nursing was a like you guys said a vacation that was on the job you learned on the job but they've changed it because they wanted to make it seem a bit more valuable but But, only but you the vessel that promotes and communicates nursing can make it valuable if you yeah. spend half your time slagging it off on TV, well, then why is anyone going to see value in it? If you don't pay people properly, 
how's anyone going to value anything? Most yeah. things of value are expensive, are they not? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, wouldn't yeah, you make the so wouldn't you allow the role, the job to be handsomely paid so people say, "Oh, I want to be that. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, that's a big thing." And there you go. And there was another study, and I will send it in the and I will send it in our chat. I will send this study that says the reason why people are not going for nursing is one, the pay. Is two is how it's perceived even after it's been made a degree. A lot of people think nurses just white bums. It's funny you say that, Carissa, because when I was going to become a nurse, and I'm sure I've said this in the earlier podcast in the beginning, there was a lot of um kind of disappointment from yeah. some of my family members. Like, really? A child born in, in England is gonna go and do nursing. And the only person who was really supportive was my mum. And was like, if that's what she wants to do, I'm going to support her. That's what she wants to do. But many people couldn't, it, they were like ashamed. Almost. Like, why would she go and do that? Yeah. You know? So regardless of their efforts of trying to make it into a degree to try and increase how it's perceived by people, it's still, it's still perceived and treated badly. It yeah. doesn't make sense. But do you know what? A, reason, a way to get more people to entice more people to come Make the course free. Exactly. Make the course free. Make the yeah, course make free the because let's be honest, when you're on shop floor, regardless of what field and lesson you're going into, if you hate it or love it, if you if you hate it, you won't make it through. Yeah. You just won't. It's it's a it's a it's a strenuous course to the point that you need to love what you're about to do. A hundred percent. Before you can go through with it. Don't get me wrong, burnout is real and it burnout is real for students as well. And I don't think they really Take that into that. consideration. Yeah. yeah, you know, statistically, a third of students drop out in the first year. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know what your class statistic. was like at uni, Clarissa, but that like I can only speak for me and Diane because we were in the same class. Yeah, the amount of like nurses that started our specific child health course to the the amount to the amount that qualified, it was like less yeah. than half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Within, the, within the first half of the first year, the amount of people that dropped out because they said this is not for them. No. Yeah. It's it not. It's sure someone to actually want to do this job. And I think we should be repaid greatly for it because we do a, a whole heap of stuff. We don't just sit there and wipe bums. There's so much. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some days we do, but that's not the point. It depends on what type of nursing you've gone into to be doing that. Uh, yeah. And even if you are wiping bums daily, you're doing a lot more than wiping bums. And if you enjoy, and if you and if you enjoy it, then go for it. Exactly. Because if you, it's the the to me, it's about enjoying it. You need to enjoy what you do. And 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 coming on to that, Chris's question of what would you change is we are as nurses taught that you're all teachers and you're all expected to mentor the new nurses coming in. But I genuinely believe I genuinely believe that only nurses who want to teach should be the people that are given students. Yeah, because let's not even we all know about, you know, you'll be the nurse that hates students and there's people that just are evil to them for no reason. They're just trying to learn just like we do. It's like they've forgotten what it was like to be a student. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like that's really important that she, like if you're gonna sell the profession and inspire someone to want to be a, a great nurse and to stay and to also empower someone else 
give them people that actually are passionate and want to teach other people because that alone in itself is why we can't keep people around as you said they're not being paid they're tired they've got their own personal demands of life going on and then you're faced with somebody who clearly tells you I don't want to teach and on top of that and I don't know if people who are listening know this but um becoming a mentor you had to go onto a course called the mentorship course and that course was bloody hard to get onto it was a desirable skill now they scrapped it and everyone is now a mentor and nursing you only go for like a day session now but the incentive yeah you say that but there's there's like jobs out there like the higher up you get they actually want the the mentorship qualification this is it you can't get that anywhere now because they don't do it so this is it so it's still a skill that is desirable and they do want people with that course and in a way it wasn't it was an incentive for nurses to do well with their students and for nurses to want to do well as teachers and to feel proud of that course to have that under the belt we don't have nothing to show for it now and these Mm -hmm. poor and like these poor students have to endure some nurses that just they don't even have time for others let alone students yeah there's a lot that he's there's a lot lot that he's reviewing in the nursing degree but you know what this it, it, it baffles me because i i just i just don't believe they know that they don't know this that they can't put two and two together i feel i just refuse to believe they don't know honestly it's they just don't want to see it that's literally they don't care and it's a big shame. They just really just don't care. They they make it look like they do, but they they don't. No. It's us that the people that go into the job and want to do it that cares. And will actually carry it out. Otherwise they they don't give a toss. They just want the they just want the positions filled by anyone and anyone everyone and everyone. Mm. Whether they can do the job or not. Which is a horrible feeling because then the people that do want to do it are working with people that are just going to waste their time. Yeah, basically. <sighs> we could <laughs> talk about this all day, literally. Honestly, just even hearing about it alone, it just upsets me. Like, this, this I don't know what I was about to say, but that, this profession is such a great one and it's so rewarding. Mm. It's just a shame that, you know, others can't see how rewarding it truly is. For real. <laughs> let me try and find the study i will definitely send it and i'll also uh in our post i'll make sure the link of the studies on how nursing is perceived and why they made it into agree is linkedin as well and if you are a nurse or a midwife who listens to the or a healthcare professional or not someone who listens to it how do you view nursing and midwifery and just the whole subject as a whole do you just see it do you just see us as like bum wipers or yeah. do you see us actually as, you know, professionals that have learned a trade and are masters in it? 100. would love to hear. Because, like, where do we lie? Like, do people actually care? Or do people just see it as, you know, someone has to do that job and that someone, someone was you? But anywho, like you guys have said, we can go on talking about this. It's just frustrating that, you know, we do such a great job that's just not recognised. And even, like... And that starts right from doing an access course or 
deciding that this is the job where you want to go into but until people overall realize that we work really hard for our degrees and things they don't care Mm. but anywho i think that's pretty we've kind of spoken at spoken about this at length and we can continue going Mm. it's just a shame yeah I just hope that one day nursing will be seen as something positive and not negative. Yeah. Let it get, let it deserves the respect that it's given in other countries in this country. And I hope that the, any of the new nurses who are coming up and all of us, because we're still quite young nurses, yeah. that in our lifetime we get to see it, our job get the respect that it so rightly deserves. For sure. Uh, as always guys feel free to hit us up at the nursing handover podcast on instagram um hit us up on twitter at the underscore handover don't forget to email us feel free to email us at the nursing handover at gmail.com and if you want to hit us up privately for me jerry it's jellybean with three l's and two a's as always for diane it's dd lutz with a Z at the end, on S, and for Clarissa, it's at Clarissa Ferrara. But take care, guys. Have a lovely week, and I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, share, like, subscribe, share with everyone that you know that has a podcast listening base. And we'll be back next week. Until then, have a lovely day and week. <laughs> and take care. <laughs> Until next week. Bye. Bye.